You're listening to the Inbound Logistics Podcast with today's guest, Rick Thomas, Senior Vice President of Business Development for Geotis in Americas. pandemic may have permanently altered how supply chains operate globally, especially with its continuing impact on capacity in the marketplace. Combined with accelerated e-commerce demands, shippers have had to become more agile and adaptable to be able to address these key changes. Rick Thomas, Senior Vice President of Business Development for Geotis, joins us to share his observations on the existing challenges and his strategies for shippers to be able to succeed in 2021 and beyond. Joining me today is Rick Thomas, Senior Vice President of Business Development for Geodis. Rick, thank you so much for joining the Inbound Logistics Podcast today. Thanks, Jeff. It's great to be here. It's good to have you. It's good to have you. Uh, today, we're going to be talking about the effects of COVID-19 on the supply chain, particularly with regards to capacity. Uh, but before we get into that, how have you been holding up in what has been a surreal year plus now? It, it has been a surreal year plus, that's for sure. Um, I've been doing really well. I mean, I'm based in St. Augustine, Florida. Uh, so fortunate for us, you know, we get a lot more outdoor time. And uh, my COVID personal story was I spent 244 days without putting on long pants because I got to work from <laughs> home. So um, but I've been fully vaccinated for a little over a month now and ready to get back at it. That's for sure. Oh, that's good. Yeah, the, the shorts have definitely become a uh, derogure for everybody that's <laughs> dealing with this pandemic. <laughs> Great, I'm glad you're healthy. Um, Rick, could you introduce yourself to our audience? Give us a little bit about uh, your background in the industry uh, and what you're currently doing with Geodis today. Sure. Thanks, Jeff. Um, well, I've been in the supply chain industry for nearly 30 years, about 60% of that in, in operations, about 40% in sales, both in transportation, warehousing, distribution, manufacturing support, and global supply chain operations. I've been with Geotis about four years now. Geotis is a global supply chain operator. The role I serve for Geotis today is I am Senior Vice President of Business Development. I lead our transportation business development in the U.S., as well as our contract logistics business development in Mexico and South America. Excellent, excellent. Now, uh, Rick, we were talking about uh, how the pandemic has uh, affected the supply chain, particularly with regards to capacity. Um, as a vet in uh, transportation management and capacity solutions, uh, what are some of the key changes that the industry has seen from a capacity perspective over the past year, due specifically to COVID nineteen? Well, there's a there's a few things that have just affected the supply chain in general, and the supply chain in general has affected obviously the capacity for trucking in the U.S. ebbs and flows with that, with that, those uh, changes in supply chain. I mean, first and foremost, when you think about the COVID environment, we think about the effects in the e-commerce environment. E-commerce was already growing at an exponential rate in the U.S. and then ex exploded to new levels uh, during the pandemic. Um, for the parcel carriers, that meant they went from from having most of their shipments being focused on business deliveries in parcel to residential, then then businesses shut down and they they added you know over two times the amount of residential deliveries. So that really affected how parcel delivery worked, how those big fixed networks that were already in place could operate through those type of of uh, uh, deliveries to the end consumer. The second thing I think that was really big during the pandemic was supply chain volatility. And supply chain volatility through the air freight networks being shut down, through ocean freight uh, networks 
ebbing and flowing. So initially in the pandemic, it basically shut off. Uh, a lot of capacity came out of the ocean uh, network. Then peak started to build back up last year and has come, come to record, record levels this, this spring in, in ocean. And, and I know we're going to talk about U.S. trucking capacity, but all of those things very much affect uh, trucking capacity when we come in and out of the U.S. And we'll talk about that some over the course of the, our time together. Um, the third thing I would say that's been really big that's affecting capacity through the pandemic is consumer behavior. In the information age that we're in today and throughout the pandemic, consumers are really making a lot of more fast decisions on less information. And some of those are good decisions, and some are bad. All of those decisions are affecting supply chains and where shippers have to position product. And, and anytime we reposition product, that's affecting the transportation capacity as well. And then finally, across uh, the pandemic as well has been has been labor shortages. I mean, for years, we've been talking about driver shortages within, uh, within the U.S. In addition to that, in many cases across the supply chain, the, the support structure for those drivers, the support structure in the warehouses had a lot of labor shortages. It continues to have a lot of labor sh shortages throughout uh, the U.S. Um, currently, there's 57% of the, of the drivers in the U.S. are over the age of 45. Uh, so that means that we have a very, you know, aging workforce and not being replaced at the rate that normal that other jobs are. And according to the American Trucking Association, uh, in in the month of April of 2021, we were 59,000 drivers short to be able just to meet the demands of today. Wow, so many significant changes just in that uh, past year. What do you think we should be expecting moving forward? And is this going to be a trend that's going to continue to impact shippers? I think a lot of these trends are going to continue to impact shippers. Um, I mean, going back through some of those points, I mean, e-commerce is here to stay. I think as we open back up, you know, we talked about the pandemic a lot and, you know, vaccinations happening and states opening back up. There's a lot of pent-up demand to be out about in stores, stuff like that. But I think we've all gotten habit-forming in our e-commerce uh, buying. What what e-commerce has really done to capacity in, into transportation is smaller, more frequent shipments create inefficiency in transportation um, because we're having, uh, you, you lose some cube utilization in trucks and trailers, you're doing more frequent stops that, that uses the driver's hours, therefore you have less driver capacity, capacity in the market. So certainly that trend appears like there's no end in sight to will continue to affect the capacity market. Um, you know, as I said, the, the driver shortage is here to stay. It's been here for a long time and only going to get worse as that aging workforce continues to, to move forward. And then finally, as we talked about, you know, volatility in the supply chain, it's, it's really been interesting over the past year and even, you know, in the, in the recent weeks and months to watch, what happens as consumer behavior change? And you know, we started the pandemic with toilet paper uh, shortages. That that was just a consumer behavior. You know, there was there's less predictability in what consumers are going to do, and that's going to that's creates volatility in supply chain. What volatility does in the supply chain does to transportation capacity is it gets trucks out of position. So if consumer demands are spiking, in some cases spiking for no reason and with no predictability. We're, we're having to 
move product that we didn't think we were going to have to move. And therefore, the flow of the supply chain and the flow of trucks gets out of position. Again, create inefficiency. So if a, tr- if a driver has to run an empty mile, that's one less mile he can run in a given day. So it creates inefficiency. And, you know, just recently we saw that with the, the you know, the gas outages over the pipeline um, cyber attack. And at the end of the day, there was no news out there that said there was a shortage of gas. There was this peak in demand that caused a shortage of gas, not the shortage of, not a shortage of gas. And that, again, repositioning fuel trucks is a monumental task to meet those kind of demands there as well. Right, definitely. Now, with that volatility, with that demand, uh, and, and of course, that tightened capacity that's going to be uh, at the forefront of all of this, um, what should shippers be considering in terms of transportation management strategies then? I think to start with is, is to no matter the size of their company, their geographical footprint, it's to find ways to leverage companies, people, employees with expertise across verticals, geographies, modes, and technology platforms. I mean, those four things, when you look at them, when you talk about, um, you know, across industry verticals and geographies, even if you're a, just a U.S.-based shipper that is going to do nothing but move product within the U.S., what's happening at the ports is still affecting your ability to get trucks. Um, you know, Savannah, for example, is a huge hotspot here over the last month or so because there's there's the combination of growing seas in, in Florida, um, a, an increased amount of freight coming into the East Coast uh, as the West Coast continues to be a choke point. So uh, ships coming through the canal to, to bring stuff to the East Coast. And all of those things are leading to capacity shortages in the Southeast for, for trucks. Um, you know, if you were a U.S.-based shipper and didn't really pay attention to the international markets, you may be caught by su- surprise on that. From a from a technology standpoint, it's really being, you know, well abreast across different technology plat- platforms for you know transportation management, for visibility and complete supply chain management. So to be able to tie in visibility to your inventory, the positioning of your inventory, and your transportation as well. The second area I would look at is utilizing technology across the supply chain to ensure efficiency within the transportation network. In many cases today, we are, shippers look at technology as visibility to their end consumer. And one of the most important thing that we can do with transportation visibility technologies is to make sure that we're efficient on our loading docks and our unloading docks at our manufacturing facilities at our distribution centers and across the supply chain to ensure that that the driver experience is the best it could possibly be. Carriers are going to give capacity to shippers that have that that create a good experience for the driver when they're in and out of their facilities as well. And then finally, I would say Optimization and network rationalization is so important right now, you know, in our, in, as we're coming out of the pandemic. We've gone through a super volatile year of repositioning inventories, having, having transportation rates, capacities ebb and flow, and we're coming into a, a growth spurt in the economy here that 
as we come out of his consumer behaviors changes, as manufacturing changes, as manufacturing moves on and offshore, near shores, we really need to look at how we're rationalizing our networks and using you know, networked optimizations, networked optimization software uh, type activities to make sure that we can be efficient, meet consumer demand, and it, at the end of the day, also be have a sustainable environment by cutting miles out of out of our network. All right. Now, what about on the carrier side of things? What uh, kind of management solutions should shippers be considering uh, with regards to to those guys? I think one of the most important things that you know problems that I see with shippers a lot is they treat transportation as a commodity, and I would really recommend that they really build partnership relationships with their carriers. So, in ensuring that they treat them as a partner in the supply chain to ensure that they know what's going on with that carrier, that that carrier is giving them the capacity they need, that the, the shipper is also doing things like paying them on time, you know, making, you know, order to delivery to the cash cycle to staying on top of that, uh, to continue to get the capacity they need. Um, the second thing would be having a, you know, a very strategic multi-carrier solution, particularly in parcel. If if they're a big e-commerce shipper, big direct-to-consumer shipper, what we've certainly seen over the pandemic is um, being with one parcel network uh, can really have an adverse effect on the supply chain. So um, having the ability to do you know multi-carrier parcel, potentially rate shopping type activities and service level shopping activities when the, within the supply chain software uh, is really critical right now in that in consumer delivery. And then one of the third ones around around carrier management, I would say, is the ability to do consolidation to uh, create efficiency in, in delivery and service. So where we're taking, um, you know, multiple less than truckload shipments and turning them into truckload shipments. So really managing the modes as a part of the carrier management solution. At, at, at Geodis, we do a retail consolidation service. So we take multiple shippers, freight going into big box re retailers, consolidate those into truckloads to create uh, service and efficiency within those supply chains. Are there any other strategies that uh, that shippers should consider when they're trying to combat this tightened capacity uh, all across the market? I think first and foremost is be forward looking. <laughs> Don't rely on history to create your forecast and then work with your supply chain partners across the supply chain to make sure that not only that you're looking at consumer behavior you're looking at your 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 marketing plans, the things that are creating your outbound. You know, you're working with your suppliers back in the inbound portion of it to try to make the supply chain as smooth as possible in a very volatile in a very volatile environment. Rick, why is it important for shippers to consider all these strategies when they're dealing with uh, everything that's going on in the industry today? I always start with one of our sayings within Geodis is, is we're here to protect our our customers' brands. And I really think it's important whether whether the brand is using a third-party logistics, do it themselves, whatever it may be, you know, really implementing a sound, flexible supply chain is key to, to brand protection. It's the transportation network is part of the customer experience. It's part of keeping 
stock on the store shelves. It's part of keeping manufacturing lines full. And that full customer experience there really is the brand. And so brand protection is number one. And if, if companies didn't know before the pandemic that the supply chain really affected their brands, they certainly do now. And then also, I think it's really, really important is, is, as we go forward is for brands to have a forward-looking and adaptable supply chain. Be flexible, adaptable, efficient in a very volatile environment. You know, today, as we talked about before, remember the, the consumer setting the rules and they're making the rules different every time we come out right now. And they're less predictable and it leads us to need to be more flexible in the supply chain and therefore being able to deliver in different ways. Now, using all of the different things that we talked about around transportation management, you know, different capacity solutions, consolidation services, optimization, carrier management, really allows the customers to be uh, better serviced and be able to drive cost out of supply chains as well. You know, and when I think about forward-looking supply chains, I always kind of go back, this is a story I tell in, in business meetings all the time, is, is my dad turned 85 last week, and he grew up on a farm in, in central Kentucky. So he was, he was born in 1936 in central Kentucky. And he once told me many years ago that he got every set of clothing that he, he owned until he graduated high school. Either his mom made it for him or it came out of the Sears and Roebuck catalog. Basically, Sears and Roebuck had the <laughs> model that Amazon has today in 1936. It just came out of a catalog instead of a website, and it came through a delivery through postal services and stuff like that. When the world changed, Sears changed. When the world changed again, they didn't change again, and they died a, a you know a painful death there. So, um, you know, having that forward vision, you know, and flexibility to be able to meet those changing consumer demands is is the most important thing that they can do. And the things we've talked about today will help them do that. Now, speaking of that forward vision, what is it that you guys, that Geodis does, that sets you apart from everyone else in the industry with regards to navigating this dynamic and volatile sea of uh, Titan capacity? We'll start with our carrier relationships. Because we have 45 million square feet of warehouse in the U.S., we understand being a shipper. And we, we understand what it means to, to make the driver experience right in addition to the end customer experience right. So um, using that knowledge and building a relationship with our carriers where we focus on not only their quality and service to, to our customers, but also our quality and service to that carrier on things like, um, you know, good load tendering out there, having the right kind of freight for the right kind of carrier, you know, in some cases, regional solutions and making sure the cash cycle fits, fits the carrier's needs as well. Um, the second thing I'd talk about is, is, you know, the multi-carrier solution specifically in the parcel network. So we are one of the top e-commerce providers in, in the U.S., and a lot of what has led us into that position is not only our warehousing strength, but also our ability to uh, provide 
rate and service shopping levels to different service levels to our customers or in, in e-commerce. So when a when an end consumer goes and selects whether they're doing, you know, expedited shipment, you know, two day, five to seven days, and be able to give incentives on those type of things that all the providers, even Amazon is doing today, they'll give you incentives now in your in in your in your pricing to take a longer delivery. Working that behind the scenes with what carriers are going to be selected to be able to move that through the warehouse management system is certainly an advantage we have throughout our network as well. The next thing I would talk about is really that campus warehousing network. It, it allows us to, to be very flexible to our consumer, our, our customers. We have 45 million square feet of warehouse in the U.S. Those are, most of that is in 17 campuses across all the major metropolitan areas and big shipping hubs in the U.S. It allows our customers to position inventory, to change their inventory footprint uh, from geography to geography in a completely flexible network with a single provider. And then finally, I talked earlier about things like consolidation services. Um, and our retail consolidation services that goes into all the big box retailers certainly provides a level of efficiency and sustainability within supply chain. Our, our consumers not only find high levels of service, 98% delivery on time, complete and on time to their, to their end retailers, but also we average a 13% reduction in the carbon footprint of, the of their transportation network by running through those consolidation networks as well. So that can allow them to provide a more sustainable environment as a, uh, as a brand out there in the marketplace. Excellent, that's a lot of great information. Uh, so for shippers, for carriers, for consumers, where can the audience go to find out more information about Geodis? Um, you can get us at geodis.com slash GS, that's G-O-D-I-S.com slash U-S. Excellent. Rick Thomas, thank you so much for sharing all that information with us. And good luck to you and to Geodis. And, uh, of course, please stay safe. You too, Jeff. You stay safe as well, and I certainly appreciate uh, being a part of the show today. Inbound Logistics Magazine is the information leader in supply chain and logistics management. Start your free print and digital subscription today by visiting bit.ly slash getil. That's bit.ly slash get underscore il and stay ahead of the 3PL game. The Inbound Logistics Podcast is a production of Inbound Logistics Magazine. For the most in-depth information around logistics, transportation, and supply chain practices, get your free print and digital subscription at inboundlogistics.com slash subscribe. Connect with us via LinkedIn, Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube for the most current developments in the industry. If you'd like to leave us some feedback or have a topic you'd like to see covered in a future episode, call our dialogue line at 888-878-3247 or leave us an email at podcast at inboundlogistics.com. I'm your host, Jeff Vita. Thanks for listening, and we'll catch you next time here on the Inbound Logistics Podcast.